Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, are you shocked when you hear that 99.6% of us believe we have or have had a bad boss? Why is this figure so high and how can bosses be great? My next guests are here to help. It's great to welcome Deborah and Ken Corey. They're authors of Bad Bosses Ruin Lives and the Building Blocks for Becoming a Great Boss. Uh, You're very welcome to the show, Deborah and Ken. Thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Um, Deborah, you might maybe give us a little bit of your own personal background and how you came about uh, writing this book. Yeah, you know, this is my sixth book. And um, my second book that I wrote, I I was telling a story to someone and came up with the phrase, bad bosses ruin lives. And it stuck. Everyone loved it. As a matter of fact, my company, they put it on T-shirts. They put it on mugs. They even put on like baby suits. Like, you know, don't don't impact your children this way. Um, so I've been wanting to write this book for a very, very, very long time because I do think that um, there is a problem out there. As you said, 99.6% of people. But I was waiting till... I felt like we had the right solution and that's the building blocks. And I was also waiting for Ken to be available to write the book with me and he became available. So we're really excited to be able to get something out there that highlights the problem, which is very important, but then also provides a solution, which we all need. All right. And and Ken, were you shocked by this figure of 99.6 of us? Because if you take it that, you know, and again, I even talk from my own personal experience, if you take the role of boss, uh, versus employee, you know, even in the best case scenarios, it's it's never going to be smooth. There's always going to be some issue somewhere along the way. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, am I shocked by 99.6? Well, almost every place I've worked at, there's been an, a, a grumbling of an undercurrent of dissatisfaction. And I thought, well, because my background is engineering, right? And so I just thought, well, maybe it's just engineers. We're just grumpy people. <laughs> no, <laughs> turns out that's not the case at all. When we when we sent out the survey, everybody has felt that it, uh, now and again. Um, the, the thing I was really shocked at is that uh, we surveyed 800 people anywhere, r- ranging anywhere from one year in service to 30 years in service, from one boss to you know, multiple tens of bosses, um, the, the the ratios did not change. What that says to us is that we're not improving. Mm-hmm. We all think that you know modern technology and stuff is improved. We're not. We're still making the same mistakes. We're still considering uh, considered bad bosses. Yeah, that disappointed me too. I have to say, I I was. That's why we added the. Um, data point of years in job, because we were hoping that it was just like, you know, people like me who've been working for a long time that experienced them and that bosses were learning and getting better. But um, yeah, still a still a problem out there, unfortunately. OK, well, well, is there not a certain inevitability about the scenario that, you know, I'm the employee, you're the boss, that there's going to be like, I think it might be, is it not too simple to put bosses into into certain categories when every employee's needs are probably going to be different. So my view of a boss might be he's great because he's not taking any rubbish from anybody and yet everybody else thinks he's a tyrant. How do you legislate for those scenarios? Um, I, I wanted to, to just tell a little bit of a, of a story here that 
when I uh, first tried to be a boss, I was rubbish. I was just no good at all. But as I grew up, as I as I as I learned, as I uh, uh, improved, I got better as a boss. If even grumpy old me can improve, why can't we get other people to improve? I think, yeah, and I think the problem is, is that it's not black and white. So, um, you know, it's bad that we're all bad bosses, but on the other hand, it's honest. So um, I just wrote a blog just talking about, you know, we're all human. Um, We're all going to make mistakes. Even when we think we figured it out, all of a sudden we get a new employee and everything we tried on that person doesn't work. Or all of a sudden we have the pandemic or all of a sudden our business starts struggling and things that worked in the past don't work. So I think to some extent, we're always going to have a problem, hopefully not 99.6%. Um, but to some extent, we're always going to be in an uphill battle. But, but That's you, why we need lots of tools. But do, do you not accept that, you know, being the boss is being the boss and, you know, inevitably, not everybody is going to agree with the particular situation. Like, in other words, it's very easy to be critical of the boss. Mm, yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, but um, you know, one of the um, excuse me, one of the building blocks is trust. Um, and to me, if you get trust right, even if you don't agree with your boss, it's not going to all of a sudden turn them into a bad boss. And I had a boss once who told me, "Your job is not necessarily to make the popular decision; it's to right to make the right decision. And if you explain it in the right way, and you have that trust, you have that respect, and all the other things." then it's going to work better. I think that, you know, when it really goes downhill is when you have a boss that you don't trust, you don't respect him, when things are going bad, then it's more of those finger pointing. But when you've got that good, solid relationship, it can handle a little bit of, I didn't get my way, if you know what I mean. Can you say that uh, the book is a must read for those who are brave enough to look in the mirror, providing learning moments and actionable tools that will help you be a better leader? You, you've categorized it into 10 types of uh, bad bosses. Can you walk us through some of the of, of the categories? Sure. Um, we compared notes uh, back and forth, Deb and I. We spoke to 25 people. We did a, a, a bunch of research to come up with, with this list. I think we started with something like 30 different names at the beginning. <laughs> The important thing here is 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 that we want people to be be willing to say, okay, I might be a, a, a blocker. We don't we we didn't want these names to be um, really really horribly negative. They're 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 mistakes at the end of the day. They're not you know a, a permanent brand that goes on my forehead. They're learning moments. They're learning moments indeed. Um, so so one of them, um, let's say uh, the most common one was unappreciated. Yeah. Um, De- the reason I pause is Deb is pointing at the screen. <laughs> um, the unappreciator was the most common one where people were doing their job and not feeling uh, as and not not ever hearing that their boss appreciated what they were doing. Yeah, it could be as, as simple as saying thank you. It could be as good as, you know, some formal recognition program within a company. It doesn't have to cost money. It doesn't have to take a lot of time and it doesn't have to obligate the company for promotions and, and pay rises and, and that sort of thing. It's just a simple, hey, I saw what you did. That's amazing. Keep it up. And the second most common one was the avoider, which that one actually didn't surprise me because the avoider is the person, um, the emoji we have for the avoider is a ghost. We we purposely had like fun little emojis designed so that similar to what Ken said, we didn't scare people off. 
Um, and in the world that we work in with a lot of bosses who don't necessarily have their people sitting side by side next to them, people are working either remotely or different shifts. I wasn't surprised that avoiders were popular because I think some bosses <clears throat> don't know how to be a boss um, when people aren't around. I wouldn't use the word popular. I would use the word often uh, seen, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, popular isn't good in this situation. No, no, no. Yeah, sorry. You don't want to win this one. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to win this one, yeah. Uh, can I just interject there for a second and ask about the micromanager? We've all come along, across a lot of them. I'm going to jump in because I was a micromanager. So I think a lot of people, when you're new to being a boss, you're a micromanager because, you know, you're used to doing things yourself. You don't understand how to delegate, why to delegate. So that one actually tied for second as being the most common type of bad boss. Um, so that one didn't surprise me. But again, what we're trying to do for each of them is explain why do we get to this? So what, what are the traps? And then also, what's the impact? Because when I started out as boss, I didn't realize that the negative impact I was having by being a micromanager. I thought they wanted me to be that way and, and needed. But you wanted to say something about that, Ken. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, we also asked the question, uh, if you're a manager, what kind of bad behavior have you done from this list? And the number one uh, bad behavior that was reported in that case was micromanagement. But the tone of it was really strange because it's almost like people were kind of perversely bragging about being a micromanager. You know, it's it's like that interview question, what's your greatest weakness? Well, I just care too much. What's your worst man management? You can't stop working at the weekends. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So people are getting a, a perverse sense of pride for being a micromanager, which is a horrible shame. Well, actually, the other one that people admitted to. So the good news is 80% of people admitted that they've been a bad boss, which I thought was very brave. But then what was interesting was that um, when we asked employees, every single type of the 10 bad bosses had at least 50% showing up. Whereas the the bosses, none of them had 50%. Or right. one did, pretender did, pretender did. Everything else was like, I think even like unappreciator, it was 81% for employees and like 17% for, for bosses. So they might be admitting it, but they're not really aware of one of the things they're getting wrong. All right. And it's very easy to say thank you. So the book is called <laughs> uh, Bad Bosses Ruin Lives, The Building Blocks for Becoming a Great Boss. Uh, the authors are Deborah and Ken uh, Corey. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. And I'm off to do a bit more micromanagement now, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.